we don't have enough Americans or they don't want the jobs or whatever it might be. Ira Melman is here from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Ira, welcome back. I want to talk to you about visas. You don't think we need more of them either, do you? No, we certainly don't. There is no evidence of a labor shortage, particularly in blue-collar trades. And, you know, where there is, it does become incumbent upon the employers to actually train their labor force. Uh, you know, you have a whole group of employers now who believe that they should have workers ready to order, uh, and if they can't find them uh, at an instant, that the government needs to act as a giant personnel agency and bring in workers from overseas. Yeah. Uh, you know, what they need to be doing is thinking long-term looking at what their labor needs are and, and trying to make sure that they are participants in making sure that the people who are here and who can be adequately trained are trained to do the jobs they need them to do. One of the reports uh, you know, locally here that I saw on this very subject was that uh, they had tried a number of different things to recruit workers. We're talking specifically about construction now. They, they, you know, they went out, looked for places to recruit workers, and in some cases they'd work a few days and then they'd quit. I mean, the implication is that, that either, certain Americans don't just don't want to work anymore. Well, that, that's simply not the case. Look, you know, I, you and I are old enough to remember when construction work was a solid middle-class trade, yeah. that people who worked in those trades could afford a home, uh, they could afford to send their kids to college, they, they had certain luxury. I mean, they didn't li live the life of luxury, but they certainly had uh, some disposable cash at the end of the month to take care of their families and do so those sorts of things. Uh, it's only been in the last 20 years or so that, uh, you know, the, the employers have either gotten the idea why are we paying top dollar to those guys when we can either bring in foreign guest workers or we can hire illegal aliens? Uh, so, you know, they have played a role in creating the, the shortage that they now claim that they're facing. Uh, what we need is for the industries themselves. They have to be a partner in this uh, to reach out to the workers who are out there uh, to provide the training when necessary. Lots of companies and, and industries provide training to their workers and make sure that, you know, they're not undercutting the the workers that they have undercutting their wages and working conditions, uh, you know, to get us back to where we were. Yeah, in a lot of cases, you know, I think you hit it right on the head. Is is uh, people think the government is their personnel office, and they just need to change some policies around here, there, and everywhere, uh, and and it'll all be better. We've got to find. I mean, we've got millions of workers in America, and a lot of them, as we know, gave up looking for jobs. I find it hard to believe we can't train those people to do some of this. We absolutely can. I mean, there are literally tens of millions of people who are out of the labor force. Some of them by choice. Uh, some of them are just simply incapable of working. But the vast majority of them are able-bodied. They, you know, have good brains. Uh, you know, they can figure things out. What we need is a system that incentivizes the employers to go out there and bring them into the labor force. And, and by the way, I mean, it's not just the construction companies in Reno, Nevada that are doing this. Uh, you know, the Department of Homeland Security just added 15,000 new H-2B visas that are going to be available through now, now in the end of the fiscal year. And guess what? Mar-a-Lago, uh, President Trump's resort in Florida, snapped up 90 of those. Oh, well, that's kind of against type, isn't it? Hasn't even been one guy who's been telling us we've got to stop doing this? 
Yes, I, I mean exactly, and it was like during Buy and Hire America Week, American Week. Uh, you know, he went out in his company, snapped up ninety of those new visas that are available. Uh, you know, we admit sixty-six thousand people under the H two B program each year. Congress, under pressure from the uh, business industry, added an extra fifteen thousand just between now and September thirtieth. So, you know, these are the people who have been hit the hardest by recession by globalization, by mechanization, and here you have the government just compounding it by allowing employers even greater access to foreign labor. You know, a lot of, uh, we were talking just before you came on with us about, you know, a story I recall from a few years ago. This was relating to tech workers, not construction workers, but the premise, you know, here is is still the same. That I, I believe it was Disney was, was bringing in these so-called temporary foreign workers in the tech industry, and Americans whose jobs were going to be displaced were training them. That's supposed to be against the rules. How, how does that happen? Well, it happens because the rules are written by the lobbyists for the business interests. Uh, and so, you know, the, the, they're cleverly worded, so, you know, that we think that they have to give preference to these American workers, but in fact they don't. There are all kinds of loopholes built into the system that allow them to do precisely what they did. Uh, what we need is for Congress, number one, to set firm limits on the number of people who can come in uh, under these visas, and number two, make sure that companies can't simply displace or replace American workers with these H-1Bs and H-2Bs. Uh, you know, all of these things undermine, you know, not just uh, lower-skilled workers, but even high-skilled workers, people who have trained uh, for a long time, invested a lot of money to educate themselves for what they believe were the jobs of the future, only to find that Disney and other companies are saying, you know, we don't need you anymore. The government is going to provide us with these H-1B workers. Ira Melman's our guest, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, our hosts just a few weeks ago for the Hold Their Feet to the Fire event, you know, in Washington, D.C. Ira, this subject is one we spent some time talking about when we were all together there in Washington, some 60 talk radio hosts from, from around the country. Um, we're not seeing a lot of immigration reform action uh, in Congress. We're trying to hold their feet to the fire. We've got to at least get them near the campfire before we can do that. Well, you know, that they need to be reminded that the midterm elections are only, what, about 18 months off? Yeah. Uh, that they made a lot of promises. And, it, look, I mean, we are going to hold them to that. Uh, you know, the, there are some basic things that they ought to be able to get done. Uh, some, you know, enhancements to border security. The, the, you know, the two big domestic issues of the 2016 elections were, you know, loss of middle class jobs in this country and uncontrolled immigration. Yeah. We need an, a national e-verify system. You know, it's a program that allows employers to verify that the people that they're hiring are legally entitled to hold the job in this country. That should be something that both parties can come together on. Uh, you know, both parties claim to represent the interest of hardworking middle-class Americans. And, you know, if the Democrats want to block this in, in Congress, then, you know, have Chuck Schumer explain to the American people why he is not letting this bill go through, why we shouldn't have, you know, just some basic checks that employers can use to make sure that the people they're hiring are legally entitled to hold the job in this country. Uh, but, you know, that would actually take some leadership from Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan, and they're not prepared to do it, obviously. No, no, Mitch McClellan uh, doesn't seem to want to do too much of anything, especially if it might be controversial. You know, E-Verify is, is one of 
a long list of frustrations. It's been around for a long, long time. But for some, you know, I guess it was just an excuse to say, hey, we did something. As long as they left the word mandatory out of it, you, you can see what we have, and that's not a really good level of participation. Right. It, it works really well, but it only works for the employers who actually want to obey the law. Yeah. So if you're an employer who doesn't want to obey the law, you simply bypass the system. Uh, you know, the, the worker comes in, he shows you his Social Security card. Uh, you know, if it looks reasonably good to you, then you got, you, you know, you go ahead and hire him. And, you know, we wouldn't expect that for merchants. You know, you, you wouldn't work, walk into <laughs> yeah. a store, uh, you know, try to purchase some merchandise, show the, the uh, clerk your credit card and you know, have the guy say, well, you know, it looks like a good one. Uh, you know, please walk out of the store with all the merchandise. We wouldn't do that in any other area. There's no reason why we should do it in the area of hiring. Uh, you know, these are vital jobs that the American people need. And, you know, the technology is there. It is literally used hundreds of millions of times a day commercially uh, to verify credit card purchases. There is no reason why we can't apply that to a few thousand people who start a day, uh, job on any given day in this country. Yeah, um, Senator Lindsey Graham and uh, Senator Dick Durbin, one Republican, one Democrat, are um, in the news. You know, they were members of the Gang of Eight back in the uh, uh, the good old days. Uh, that amnesty proposal did not make it through Congress, but they're they're after it again. They they want to keep the deferred action for childhood arrivals and and you know turn everybody loose here again. And um, what are the chances that moves forward? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the good news is we're down to the gang of two. Yes. Uh, it, it's just those two guys so far. Uh, and what they want to do is more than just keep the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, which, um, you know, Lindsey Graham and other Republicans all said was unconstitutional in the first place. They want to actually have a formal amnesty for people who were brought to this country or claimed to have been brought to this country as minors. And, you know, while there is a certain level of empathy on the part of the American people for uh, people who were brought here as children, yeah, under, you know, not choosing to come, but it, it sets us up for having to do it again and again. If we, ha- if we are ethically obligated to allow this generation of people who are brought as children, then, you know, we're sending a signal to people all around the world, get your kids here, keep them here for a few years, and we will be equally obligated to allow them to stay. And that's the fear with this, because this is exactly what we saw when DACA first came along, is suddenly there was a rush to the border by families, children, you name it, and if, if we open that floodgate again, that's exactly what we're going to get again, is another giant influx of people trying to get here. Yeah, uh, even President Obama's informal amnesty, and it was an unconstitutional one, but, uh, you know, it hasn't been challenged yet. Uh, as you point out, that created this surge at the border. You saw this rush of unaccompanied minors. You know, some of them probably weren't even weren't even minors. They've just, you know, they're undocumented, so yeah. we can't really verify their ages, and families with children. And, you know, as soon as the new administration came in and there was this perception that they weren't going to let people get away with it anymore, the numbers plummeted. They're, they're starting to creep back up now. But, you know, it, 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 you just realize that perception is probably, you know, 75, 80 percent of the battle here. If you can convince people you're not going to benefit by breaking the law, your children aren't going to benefit by breaking the law, then you know what? People break the law at a much lower rate. Yeah, that's true. Ira Melman, Federation for American Immigration Reform. I appreciate your time, Ira, as always. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks.